Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turn to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, joined by my co-host John Ramsey, and we're doing this podcast to prepare us to start our own food or beverage business one day. How's it going, John? I'm all cozy. I'm cozy for fall. <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling nice. like summer's over. I have my beanie on. I've been drinking yep. spice. I've been buying nutmeg. I am getting ready to sit by a cozy fireplace, and I cannot be more excited about it. I'd say fall is probably my favorite season. How about you, Thomas? My favorite season is probably spring. Wow. I'm doing well. For the listeners, John is, he's usually sitting in a chair, but this time he's on a carpet, and he's just wrapped in this nice flannel blanket. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of huddled around his mug, which looks like it's filled with cocoa or something. There's some marshmallows on it. And we've got Fall Fest. I know we've got a Chicago guest, so I want to tell everyone about Fall Fest that's going on in Chicago. Okay. There's like hot spiced ciders. There's like tons of pumpkin flavored candles and soaps and like really fun aromatic delicacies in Chicago right now. So I'm, I think after this pod, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go check that out. But yeah, I have to say celebrity update is a little bit different this week because I asked some celebrities to come on the pod to help the podcast grow and I got a yes, but I don't know if we want to use Whoa. them. Oh, okay. B or C lister. Yeah. What are we talking? Well, not necessarily. I would say arguably a list, but I mean, when I say who it is, you'll, you'll understand why I have reservations. So I reached out. Okay. I reached out to Kate Blanchett, who didn't get back to me. I reached out to Timothy Chalamet. I said, "Congrats on the new movie," <laughs> and he didn't say anything nice. to me. And then I reached out to James Corden. <laughs> I said, "That would be fun." I said, "James Corden, I do a podcast. Will you be in it?" And then before I could even finish typing, "Will you be in it?" He texted back, "Yes." So, like, he wants to do it really badly, and he just does anything, and I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. So, I kind of want to hash it out a little bit with you. It sounds like he's super thirsty. Exactly. For everything. like, that's, yeah. I'm suddenly unattracted to him. See? After he hosted the Friends reunion, I'm like, is this the right casting? Or did he maybe request to be on it? Mm-hmm. So desperately that they let him. That they, yeah, that's how it works in Hollywood. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's he's reaching out to me. He's blowing up my phone. He's kind of, um, he really wants to be on the pod, but I just don't know if it's good for yeah. listeners. And, you know, I, I just don't know if it's on brand for us to go with Corden. Yeah, you have my permission to block him. I know this is probably getting weird for you, so I might just end it now. Yeah, he's kind of doing the thing where he's just like updating me all the time on when works for him so he's just giving me times and hours and he's (laughs) he's way more available than i thought by the way yeah this sounds like a dating app match gone wrong exactly yes i have said you know i i we went on a coffee date 
I shook hands with him at the end and I said, I'll call you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he, I don't know how he got my number, but because I, I DM'd him, you know, I DM'd him on Twitter. I right. did not, I didn't text him, but I think he reached out to one of my friends and he asked for my number anyway. So, you know, celebrity search is, it's heating up, but I, again, we'll see. Maybe we'll do a Corden episode and if it goes really well, we'll release it. And if it's not good, then we'll just hold on to it. Sure. Sounds good. Yep. I have two quick questions for you. One, mm-hmm. we actually had to postpone our last record because John went on a date with his girlfriend to the Joffrey Ballet. Oh, right? Yeah. How was that, John? It was it was better than I could have ever expected. They did um so it was the Joffrey company. They did uh just like some contemporary and some really um classical pieces and i was expecting it to be kind of boring i was expecting to know what to expect and my expectations were completely subverted there's this one there's this one piece where the uh the stage was completely black except for like lights right in the front row and there's this dancer this male dancer and he's lying down and then these like beautiful swan feathers are descending from above so they're falling down these feathers and then out of nowhere these four other ballet dancers just appear out of the darkness like the way that the lights were set up like they just appeared it was so dramatic and they had these angels wings and then we learned that he was trying to be an angel and they didn't want him to be an angel and it was just uh it was like one of the one of the most wonderful experiences i've ever seen but on the other hand I did kind of feel uncomfortable seeing all the, like, I don't know, like, rich, out-of-touch, rich people who also go to enjoy the ballet. Yeah. I don't know why. I was, like, irked by them. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I can smell racism that coming might, off That of might people. have been it. Yeah, my yeah. racism detectors were going off. But it was an amazing show. Thanks for asking, Thomas. Nice. What did you, uh, what did you get course. up to with our time off? Well, I tried surfing for the first time in my life, actually. Okay. I grew up here in LA and I had never tried it uh-huh. with my cousin Ben, who you might remember uh-huh. from his baby being in the Hagen dazs episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am so bad at it. I thought I'd be great because I play basketball a lot, so I have good core strength and balance. Mm-hmm. I used to skateboard, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't yeah, really there. stand up. Yeah. The worst part was I swallowed huge gulps of seawater a couple times, mm-hmm. and then I kind of felt woozy and sick afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Did you get up? I didn't get up. I kind of like boogie board rode one wave. That was fun. Yeah. But then when I tried to stand, I immediately fell off the board. Yeah. How tall were those waves? Five, five, five foot, six foot swells? six yeah five exactly that five or six nice that that's that's perfect Um, anything bigger than that that scares me a little bit too much have you ever surfed a wave i i i tasted some wave in hawaii which was cool i think the perfect place to do it and i was out there for hours and i only got up maybe twice so it was an amazing experience but like everybody tells you how difficult it is to start and to just like keep at it and 
pretty soon you'll be a surfing champ because it sounds like you've got all the elements. You played basketball, you skateboarded, you got a good core on you. I can see your core. You got a great core. Yeah. So you got everything you can working. See it for in you. my neck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my core, core goes up to my neck, neck actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, much like the angel and the Joffrey ballet, thread the needle. That was yeah. That was refuse the right to be an angel. We have someone who wants to be an angel, but we're gonna let him be an angel, and that's Jason Roth. How's it going, buddy? Good to be on. Good to Welcome be on. To the pod. It is good to be on. Thomas just wanted everyone. Thomas wanted everyone to know that it feels good to be on right now. Hey, <laughs> me too. Feels good to be on. Me too. It's Thanks my first me. time on, and it feels really good. Uh, I actually yes. have been here this whole time, and I didn't know if I was allowed to cut in. And there were a few times that I wanted to, but I didn't because I was raised to to wait until I was introduced to speak. Your parents had excellent podcast etiquette. Yeah. You did the correct thing. Oh, thank God. And we can rewind and go back to the, the moments that you wanted well, to respond Well, I just to. wanted to say that if James Corden, um, I think that a, a snack-based podcast is very much up his comedy alley because he's still kind of stuck in a very old routine of fat joke after fat joke. And I think maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe he was really excited by your your vision with the podcast, and so I, I just would urge you to reconsider. But I, I can also understand okay. the super saturation. No, I know, I know. It's just I, I've just been seeing him everywhere. You know, he's been all over all of my screens, and so I thought maybe my ears needed a rest. But now that you mention, he might actually be perfect for a snack based podcast, Thomas. So maybe it'll make his day. Maybe I'll reach out. He might even try to take over. True. Which is a he, something we don't want, right, Thomas? Yeah, I, I don't know if, if there should be a host triangle, mm-hmm. but I'll consider it. Mm-hmm. If Corden does well enough, we could think of it like a little audition, maybe. Okay. I'm getting more and more into this. What snack do you think he would choose? What snack do I think he would choose? Honestly, today he would choose is a pretty good, pretty good snack for Corden. I was gonna say Rolos, Rolos, which be is great. related to what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Jason, you chose snack pack pudding. Yes, oh, I did. So good. Why did you choose that? Here's why I chose snack pack pudding. He's opening up a notebook. He has a <laughs> monologue prepared. <laughs> uh. Snacks kind of come down to texture for a lot of people, and a lot of people are pretty resistant to uh, putting textured snacks. And for me, they have always been the best snacks. I'm a big fan of things that are gooey, that are oozy, that are mushy, that are creamy. Uh, These things are the epitome of yummy, for me and uh, I actually originally wanted to do gushers but someone obviously already chose gushers no surprise because biting into something that is going to squeeze its essential juices into your mouth is a perfect day and uh, Mm. so many people don't like these things but they've always been been everything for me uh, and I really wanted to explore that. I think similarly, people don't like the slimy texture of mushrooms. 
Uh, and mushrooms mm. are really in right now, and I've always been a big mushroom fan. So mm-hmm. it's the yeah, it's the creaminess of the pudding that I wanted to really dive into with you two. Absolutely. Have you ever like have you analyzed your love of pudding before, or is this kind of a first time really diving into that? Yeah, I've never like been on the therapy couch with it. Uh, exactly. So I haven't gone so so deep with it. I've just identified it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to walk away from today's episode being a little bit more acquainted with our buddy Snack. First name Snack, last name Pack. To unpack oh. this connection you have to the gooey, do you know when this started? Was it a through line from baby food? Mm, it, yeah, I, and I haven't had baby food in a very long time, but I'm sure I would love it. I'm sure it would be delicious. Uh, I think the first time I realized was when... Uh, in elementary school, they would give out pretzel packs, and yeah, I was I would always just um, either you soak it in your mouth juices until it's very soft, right, and you can crush it with your tongue, which also mm-hmm. takes a lot of sucking the life force out of those rigid pretzels, uh, mm. or you chew them up, but you chew up like an entire bag of pretzels until you have this this incredible bolus dough, yeah. Yeah, back where it came from, <laughs> back to dough, and then you swallow that and just, you can feel this pretzel bolus ball all the way through your digestive tract. Wow. One thing I want to I- talk about, or at least applaud you for, Jason, is a lot of the times with snacks, you have to kind of um, compartmentalize who's really going to enjoy it and who we should be targeting. But with Snack Pack... You can enjoy the snack with or without teeth, which means it's going to be good for anybody of all ages. So we have a really mm-hmm. wide net that we get to cast later on in the episode, which I'm really excited for. Very accessible snack, yeah. Now, it sounds like you wouldn't necessarily put toppings on your snack pack. Am I wrong? Uh, well, the thing about me, Thomas, <laughs> is that I haven't really had many snack packs in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I have had a lot oh. of pudding in my life, mm-hmm. uh, but my my mom hopped on the the health food train very early, and right. I remember like being the only person in school. It seemed like the only person in school without a snack pack, and that's the one thing that I had nothing of value to trade for a snack pack. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I had like twelve grain <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches with like the. But the peanut butter with all the oil good. on the top. Mm. So yeah, I, w- yeah. I wasn't getting Adam's? any pudding. Want to trade me the rest of it? Is that a brand? Your brand? I could call my mom and find you know out. No, how I don't badly think I can so. beat you, right? Okay, okay, okay. It might okay. have been just regional to where I came from. Do you remember your favorite, if it exists, flavor of snack pack? Because I know we've got what? We've got vanilla. We got chocolate. We got butterscotch. And then we did like the twists where they had like a dark chocolate and then like a lighter chocolate in the middle. Do you remember those ones? I do remember those. And those are, are so good looking, but I've never had one. I'm actually really oh. excited. I, I slept in today for the first time in a long time and wasn't mm-hmm. able to. I haven't eaten yet today, but I think that uh, my first bite of food today is going to have to be a snack pack. Um, and I was nice. Uh, yes. before, before we met up, I cruised the snack pack website. And they have all kinds of flavors. They have dragon-flavored yeah. snack packs, which are mm. 
neat pastel colors and layered like you're talking about with the dark and milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've really gone off the deep end with Snack Pack. Sn- Snack Pack is messing around with Jell-O too, right? Yes. Not sure how I feel about it. Not sure how I feel about it. I might be a purist. So, Jason, you didn't have it in school. When did your journey with Snack Pack begin? It was really a lust for other people's Snack Packs. An obsession. That drove me yeah. to this moment. And mm-hmm. I, I think around Halloween time, I've had a few Snack Packs in past years. Interesting. Halloween and Snack Packs. Yeah, what... What's the connection there? You just, you know that Halloween is a time to kind of splurge on the sweeter things, and so you'll go for it then, but only then? It's the only time of year that I, I buy sweets in, in stores, because I'm a big make-it-yourself kind of person. Mm-hmm. So when I have a a craving for something creamy and gooey, I, I, I'll i get like a, a pudding packet to make my own pudding. Right. Oh. But I think Halloween time is a time to, to support uh, mass manufacturing corporations. Yeah. Which, hey, so that's what we do here. So you're at the right podcast. Yeah. yeah. I'm really happy to be here if I haven't said that yet. Yes. I can finally, We're happy to have you. I can finally scratch that off my list. I put it down. Jason didn't say he was happy to be here. But now I can scratch <laughs> it off. So do you prefer the homemade pudding packs to snack pack i yeah i'm gonna be honest with you thomas i think i have some pretty underdeveloped taste buds and i i don't think i could tell the difference i'm just Whoa. happy okay. to have a meal i'm just happy to be invited to the table um mm-hmm. i know that right. i know that you can count your taste buds if you put a little bit of blue food dye on your tongue you can oh, you actually cool. see little bubbles where each taste bud is and you can count them and see if you have a lot of taste buds or or only a few. And I think I must fall on the only a few side because mm-hmm. as much time and attention I put into the things that I cook and uh, and the things that I eat, uh, I really can't taste them very well. And I also don't have a very big, yeah. a very good sense of smell, which I know mm-hmm. is so related to okay. taste. So so I could not tell you, Thomas. It's I think it's purely a All mental right. thing, like making your own pudding is it feels better and and uh then that that goes into the eating of it and i guess i can be the first person on this episode to say this but yeah the proof is in the pudding oh man totally over my head oh wow i hope we say that 10 more times this episode that was gold now i heard you refer to eating pudding as a meal and you said you might have this as your breakfast is pudding a meal to you jason you can spend an entire meal doing anything. Okay. So yeah. a meal is an amount of time. This is this is fascinating. A meal is not food. A meal is an amount of time that you allocate to eating. Correct? Well, yeah, usually usually a meal consists of eating, but I guess you can like dive into a book and be all voracious about it. Mhm. But yeah, I, I guess uh, a meal for me, is a meal because it takes a longer amount of time than a snack takes. I think we need to address, okay. where is the line, Jason? When is a snack yes. a meal and when is a meal a snack? How long should it take to finish? I think a meal takes at least 40 minutes. 40? 
Tick. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm with you. Now I'm not sure because if I've eaten have, meals in yeah. a rush before. Are you a big snack guy? And would you say that you enjoy snack packs more as snacks or more as meals? Uh, I there's not yeah there's not always time for meals. Also, when you're when you're trying to eat according to what your body wants, they say to stop eating when you get full. Uh, but if you're only eating a few meals in a day, you you know that you're going to get hungry again eventually. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a planning ahead thing. Whereas when you're snacking, you you can you can eat when you get hungry, uh, and and that kind of solves that issue. But you kind of need time to be able to snack. And if you're doing things other than eating in the day, that'll really mess with your snacking schedule. Mm-hmm. So I love. A, a full day at home where I have nothing on the agenda so that mm-hmm. I can just snack when I get hungry. And I think that's the purpose that snacks serve. They say okay. that you should have six snacks a day. But I say, who's fooey. they? Uh, I feel, I think a teacher of mine who also showed me the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. So they've been exposed on multiple, uh, at least on the food pyramid now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I say they should be exposed on the snack, the six snacks a day thing too, because you should snack as many times a day as you want to snack. Huh, okay. So I'm gonna come forward as very as a pro snackser. I think I'm I'm oh. in I'm in your camp, Jason. I might be I might be a pro snackser as well. It's good to have you here. Uh huh. It's nice that we can outnumber Thomas if it ever comes to a vote. Okay, that's I'm fine with that. I got when you when you mentioned six snacks a day, my first thought was instead of meals mm-hmm. how do you feel about a world where people don't have meals and it's all snacks they call those people grazers i guess and you can get in trouble for that at whole foods oh yeah or the farmer's market or at any local baskin robbins so society doesn't care for grazers should grazers become villainized or you know should we start the ball rolling in terms of you know punishing grazers for not enjoying meals like the rest of us so i want to make a distinction there are full-time grazers who don't have meals no meals yes and then there are part-time grazers who have meals but they also snack a lot now our work day has a lunch break in it is that a mistake i don't think so i think that's your allocated time to enjoy your meal as we've established a meal is an amount of time a meal is not an amount of food so an hour I think fits within that window of being able to enjoy a lunch because mm. it is enough time, right? An hour does constitute a meal. So in that hour break, you could choose, I guess, to technically graze for an hour. So you don't know who you're working with. Right. If you, I see. Hey, okay. John, if you graze for an hour, isn't that a meal? No, because a meal you have to be seated for. Oh, is that oh, fair? Okay. Is that fair? If you're walking from place to place, you're eating grapes, whatever. Sure, you could be eating consistently for an hour, but you're not sitting down. And to me, that's important. All right. Well, I th- I mean, I think there's a lot to build off of mm-hmm. for later. Mm-hmm. For now, let's move into the brass tacks. I have one final uh, yeah. little, I guess, clarification. Did we agree that grazers? should or should not be looked down upon. How do we feel about Mm. grazers? I'm glad that you brought that up again 
Yeah, just for just to like maybe get some more clarity on it. What do you think, Jason? Well, what I was thinking is that the powers that be the industries make more money from a meal, which we said was more substantial than than a snack. Uh, mm. And and I remember being told as a kid, sit down when you eat or you won't digest properly. I don't know if that's true. I would think that standing up when you eat stretches out your digestive tract and makes digestion easier. I think Probably. that there there may be a conspiracy out there to try to get us to eat more meals, which I would assume are more expensive. And uh, there yes. is a revolution, mm. maybe, in snacking and grazing. Uh, and like we said, yes. you can steal from places like Whole Foods that uh, where you can graze on the prepared food that they leave oh out in God. the open. And the reason that people look down on that is because we've been conditioned by the businesses to look down on that behavior, yeah. even when it's better for us to graze. Graze when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Oh, that's another good slogan. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to I wanted to clarify that. I feel much better about my position now on grazers. Yeah, I'm glad you did. That was I just can't stop thinking now, Alana Grazer. And I would love a spoof of Broad City where I'll ask that, her. Okay. We'll get her on the pod. Yeah, I know you do a yeah. lot of celebrity outreach. <laughs> I think she would like it. What snack do you think she would choose? Good question. Taquitos? Yeah, the first thing that came like to talkies? my mind was string cheese for some reason. <laughs> I think all of Maybe these are good. Takis, too. What do you think, Jason? What do you think Alana Grazer would want to pick? You know, Takis really made me laugh. And I have you had a Taki episode yet? We have not had a talkie. No. Sounds like Which a, is funny because it's what we're doing all episode. Yeah. <laughs> you would think as talkies, we would eventually get to a talkie episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe for 50. <laughs> maybe 50 we'll yeah, do the talkies okay. and we'll have it be a whole ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Talkies talking talkie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here goes the brass tacks. Snack Pack is a pudding snack manufactured since 1977 by Con Agra Foods. Snack Packs were introduced in 1968 in single-serve aluminum slash metal cans before switching to plastic cups in 1984 and clear plastic cups in 1990. In the 1970s, Snack Pack was sold in Australia via the Foster Clark Company with the television slogan, if it wasn't for a snack pack, a kid to starve. What? A kid'd starve. Kidded. With an apostrophe, yeah? Yeah. Kidded. A kidded, kidded. starve. Kidded. So they yeah, there wasn't that much on Wikipedia or their website about their history. <clears throat> so that about does it for that part of the brass tax. Hey, what's a brass tax? T A C K S. Isn't that crazy? Like a thumbtack. Oh, like hockeys. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. it was TAX as well for a long time, well into this podcast before I before I realized. That's another good point, Jason. In the Talkies episode, the brass tacks should be called Talkies Tackies. <laughs> Gold. Okay. Yeah, also the, the reviews were really interesting and point to a problem that the brand has, so I think we should spend some time on this. First, Target. The name of this review is Bussin. Great price, and it still hits the same as when I was a kid. 
Okay, great. That's what they're going for. Then the next review is called Convenient, Kid Approved, Shelf Stable Pudding, Easy Snack. Maybe we uh, lean into the fact that it's a compromise. Right, because milk does go bad. And one of the benefits of the pack part of Snack Pack is that that won't go bad. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe there's like a add milk version Hmm. where you get to add your fresh raw milk. Kind of like the way that they do powdered milk and you add water, uh, powdered pudding and you add milk. So that would be good for campers or astronauts. I think that exists. I think that's what pudding mix is. But is it labeled, is it marketed specifically for campers? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So our idea is See, something we've learned is it's all about how you frame the product. Oh, yeah. For the next review, it's really interesting because they did something that I rarely see is they posted a picture that's not related to the product at all in the review and it's really great and i'm going to share my screen so you guys can see it so the name of the review is pudding all day no kizzy and it's a picture of a a baby or a toddler in a backwards cap and some sort of chambray button up yeah it kind of looks like andy milanakis as a three-year-old this is gold can i read this thomas yeah, please read it, Jason. Okay. Please start, Jason, from the top again. I just need to hear that title. Yeah, I'm going to start from the top, and I'm going to read it with the excitement that I think this toddler has. Put in all day, no kizzy. This pudding was so creamy. The amazing, flavorful clash of flavors made this snack so delicious and gave me just a little sugary rush. As you can see, my son in the picture above has had a lot of creamy pudding. (laughs) And then there's another heading. Pudding in a pinch. Nice quantity. However, it does not taste as good as preparing from a pudding box. Oh, okay. Pudding. So an advocate for the pudding box. Oh, I see. I'm sorry, Thomas. That was the next review, wasn't it? No, it was, but I think it's fine. Oh, great. Well, you read that. We'll We'll see if you edit that out or not. (laughs) yeah we'll see (laughs) what we've been doing jason is we've just been asking the listeners to forget what we say instead of editing it because it's easier for us sure sure well forget i read that second review the toddler one was gold yeah that was amazing and the kid was an icon really yes i'm surprised i haven't seen that picture before (laughs) and also uh mentioned a flash, a clash of flavors, and I don't mm. think that's flavorful true. clash of flavors. I don't think that's true of putting. I don't think it's that dynamic. I, I think don't it's, think it's clashing with anything. <laughs> I think it's just sweet. I think it's one flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, but I think flavorful clash of flavors is a good slogan. Yes. As is putting all day no kizzy. <laughs> I love putting all day no kizzy. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> and that picture has to be used in some marketing. Mm-hmm. Now on to the less pleasant side of the reviews. Uh-oh. We're going to go to Amazon. And here's another one with a picture, but it's not for fun. So I'm going to share my screen again. And 
now that we're oh, rotating who reads the reviews, my. John, why don't you read this one? Be careful. I hate to leave bad reviews, but one of the cups was opened and had tons of mold inside. It was before expiration. There was no issues with its packaging. Now, I don't trust any of them. Amazon is refunding it, but please, just be very careful. And we have a nice image here of the snack pack in question with an absolutely massive island of mold growing right out of the middle. That is unfortunate. I saw at least three pictures with the mold growing (sighs) and obviously the reviews explaining that. Mm. So this is an issue Mm -hmm. that Snack Pack has. I think I saw some in Target as well. Now, I've had um, some yogurt that had mold in it. I've eaten mold from yogurt, and unfortunately, it doesn't taste good. I don't think there's any way that we can say that this was intentional. Um, yeah, I'm racking my brain seeing if there's like, you know, mold grew on an orange and that's how we got penicillin. So like maybe medically we could mm-hmm. say snack pack has advantages, but sure. I we might got, just have to throw it out. I started fermenting things during the pandemic and learned cool. that if a ferment is, uh, white or, uh, or, or gray, it's, it's, it's usually fine. I think, did I say if, if a ferment is, or did I, I say if a mold is? I think what I ferment. meant is if a, okay, if a mold that right. grows on what you're fermenting is Forget what you just heard, gray, it's okay. But if uh-huh. it's funky colors, it's probably not good. And this mm. picture of mold on a, in a snack pack is funky colors and very yeah. worrisome. I want to call it botulism. Yeah. Not sure yeah. what that is exactly, but I love the word, and that's botulism cartoon puke color coming out of this yeah. chocolate snack pack yeah well said oh yeah I, well, I liked i liked what you said with the botulism because i'm sure you'd get botulism if you tried to eat it we have one more review from amazon <laughs> that says don't do it get ready for some gas and dietary distress <laughs> the sugar substitute will do a number on you and you can guess which number <laughs> that is just say no the sugar substitute will do a number on you, and you can guess which number that is. That is a strong line of dialogue. Yes, it is. I didn't realize that snack... Or is this snack pack zero that they were eating? Because I thought that they yes. used right. sugar in snack pack. Yeah. They say that if you, if you can't poop, you should eat some sugar-free gummy bears or, or whatnot. So that checks out. Oh, oh wow. Well, that's good to know. So there is, you know, there is a there is a market out there. Yeah, I mean, I think people like laxative effects when they know when they're expecting them. Mm-hmm. So, especially when they probably taste pretty good. Why do you think they're... coffee's so popular? <laughs> that's why people love it. People love it. People love laxing. People love relaxing. Coffee is a relaxer. That was a great etymology. Thank you. Now I want to review a list of potential ideas. Okay. I think I know what you're about to say, Thomas. What do you think I'm about to say? I think that you're going to say that uh, snack packs are widely regarded as uh, valuable for trading for for other uh, lunch items. Mm. And uh, there's potential to use snack pack as currency. Definitely. I like this. That's way bigger than I was thinking, but better. 
I'm just thinking that we've been off the gold standard for a long time, and we've been waiting for something to jump in. The snack pack standard. So I think we need to start in lunchrooms, in cafeterias, and we need to maybe start like introducing kind of like an ATM system, but it only dispenses snack packs. And then from there, you would be able to purchase other foods with your snack packs as just a place to start. Right. But everything has value in relation to snack pack. From so this, next right, to dollar right. signs, we'll just have to have stores implement infrastructure that will also have a, a number of snack packs next to the dollar sign. Just a little, a little dollar sign, but instead it's a, a little pudding cup with its lid half off. Pudding cup, lid half off. Yes. yes. Now I imagine the snack pack value uh, is no more when it expires. Oh, yeah, after your snack pack expires or the snack pack becomes opened, it loses yeah. its value. And so that just means someone's got to eat them in time. I think that, yeah, I, I, I'm not a picky eater. Uh, I would not flinch at an already opened snack pack if I, if, if I knew who opened it. Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. So maybe after you open it, um, maybe snack packs come with like a Sharpie pen that you can write your name down on the lid cover after you open it accidentally or intentionally. And then kind of similar to Lyft or Uber, you can put your snack pack somewhere. On the, on, on the snack pack, you put your snack pack down. You say where it is. <laughs> the snack pack app. It's called Snack Pap. That's perfect. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And so you just say where the snack pack is located, and then somebody who works for Snack Pack will come and eat it, and they'll get a little bit of money for it. They'll get paid to eat it. Okay, so that's perfect. I want to add something to this whole world just to make this all a little bit more feasible. Okay. And it's a it's the basically if a snack pack is frozen, mm. it's good for at least 3 months. Mm-hmm. So if you're using this snack pack as currency, you're going to keep it frozen. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you have this uh belt that is has a freezing power and then, you know, like holsters it holds like 12 snack packs and freezes them. So everyone's wearing this so they can use it as cash. Yeah, I think to make that idea a little more feasible, Thomas, what we can do is we can come up with the technology to put little freezers in our belt in our belt loops and we can sell the belt buckles, the actual freezer oh. belt buckles at like Hot Topic or something. Got it. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And it's just going to be, yeah, really intuitive. Well, I really think sell the... Oh, don't dig yourself like that. Sell the, the belt buckles through the snack pack. I think that there's a lot of potential yeah. to expand the, the capabilities of that app. You download the snack, yeah. you download the pap, and then you are asked immediately, are you looking to eat snack packs or are you looking <laughs> to sell them? And you select one of the options. Right. If you select sell then you need to purchase one of the freezer belts. And if you select ETH, 
then you you know you put in your location, how far well, maybe you're willing to travel for an open snack pack, and then uh, we don't we don't reimburse for gas. John, how about um, another feature that uh, fits on the belt loop, a thawing device? Okay, I love mm, it. Yeah. So that would be when you found a vendor who is going to take your snack pack, but they want to consume it immediately. Or you want to consume it right then and there. Yeah. Okay. Are you looking to freeze or to thaw? I think both. Yeah, you're going to need both. You know, I don't know if it's feasible to like have a microwave technology on your person. So maybe it's like uh, like they have their electric car charging stations are popping up everywhere. They're just like little snack pack microwave stations. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think that would really help with the infrastructure. Um, it's also going to hire a lot yeah. of people, so it's going to be good for creating yep. jobs. Um, also, yeah. let's not forget, the human body is a pretty good microwave. If you just True. if you uh, if you put one of those snack packs under your armpit, or you know near your butt where it's really hot and warm. <laughs> You could you could probably you could unthaw a snack pack yes. in a couple of minutes. Yeah, I agree. So we don't recommend doing that, but like, yeah, you know. And also, even if they're not fully thawed out, that's kind of nice. Eating a frozen snack pack, like ice cream. Mm. Yeah, it would be like ice cream. Something to try. Yeah. Has snack pack thought about making an ice cream at all? Mmm. Or even I've never seen even it. Even a custard. I definitely like layers of ice cream within a snack pack. I like that. So that's something they should explore. Those are like $2 bills instead of $1 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Those are worth $2. So the more layers there are, the more value. So there's ones, there's twos, yeah. there's fives, 10, 20, 50, 100. Yeah, so maybe for a five, there's cake layers too. For a 10, there's also like crushed hazelnuts in there. Wow. A 20, there's a medley of nuts along with the cake and ice cream. Uh-huh. And I think I think this is, sorry, Thomas, you were, you go on. No, go ahead. Well, wh- I was just going to say you can demarcate them with le- the color of the foil on top. Totally. Mm. And what you're bringing in yeah. is a total innovation for Snack Pack because I don't think they have any toppings, uh, nothing like uh, crushed nuts or or crushed graham crackers, even if like those old Trix yogurts that they had a little plastic oh, container yeah. as the top and you would dump that in and mix it in the yogurt. Yes. I think Snack Pack is is looking, I think that's the idea Snack Pack is looking for. Yeah. But I also really don't quick, want to let's... minimize your idea, Thomas, of taking away value from the American dollar and increasing value of these demarcated Snack Packs because we're essentially creating value out of nowhere. So the more that we can start yeah. to hoard these, you know, different, differently colored lids, the more value we will have in the long run. Very true. So this brings up something that I've been thinking about. We might have to sell this to the government because you can't just proclaim that your product is now currency, accepted everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a big transition just for the general public Mm -hmm. so the government has to be involved and you know we can't just expect them to accept this proposition yeah 
Yeah, we're gonna have to get and some so, mints. Right. Yeah. Not the snack, but the the process of creating get, currency. I think we could get some mint flavored mm. snack packs as well. Right. But yes. yes. Yes, I, I think, think that's a step in the right direction. And it's I followed, I followed the last presidential election, and I think that the easiest way to uh, to do what you're talking about, Thomas, is probably to run a snack pack president. Uh, the campaign uh, would yes. revolve around this single voter issue. So, who do we get in our pocket? Yes, yeah, we need a person. It might be James Corden. I was just thinking that. So we tell him, hey, this is going to be great for attention. It's going to be great for your career. Yes. Here's some stipulations. You have to be eating snack packs at every public appearance. Yep. You have to run on a campaign of, we are going to make snack packs currency. What else? Here's why. Here's why. And the reason why is, we'll let you be on the podcast. Yep. That's his reason why. That's his why. What's oh? What's our why? What are the people's reason? Yeah, for the general public, the reason is, you know, don't we all just need to have some more fun right now? And what's more fun than edible currency? <laughs> what we could definitely do, what we could definitely do, is at least bring up the freezer belt idea, and you know, start them yes. off with that, so they know what to expect. Yeah, and then maybe we don't tell. Maybe we don't tell the rich, the richer people, because there's, as far as population goes, there's more, you know, the 99% versus the 1%. We are going to tell the 99% buy snack packs, and we're going to turn it into money if you vote for James Corden. Yes. Snack packs you bought before the currency transition are, are legal tender. Mm-hmm. Don't tell your yeah. rich friends, but this is what's going to happen. But you have to vote for me, mm. James Corden. Yeah, make the ads seem like it's just for them. <laughs> I think we're getting pretty close to making a phone call. Yes, I think so too. And we're going to tell, okay, and we're going to recap all of what we just said to them. So how, do we feel like we've got it in our minds? We feel like we know what we're going to say? We have, a, we have a battle plan? I think the question is where to start yeah. because it's a big pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should start at the beginning. We should welcome them onto the podcast. Wait for them yep. to say that they're very glad to be here, and then we'll say that we're very glad to be here. <laughs> so we have a slurry of flurry potential. A fl- thank you. A, a flurry of potential. <laughs> Sounds like a racist. Yeah, it could be a slurry storm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Forget it. Um, Listeners forget that. We've got we've got a bunch of great slogans and I think I want Jason, I want you to, every once in a while throughout this call, you to just pop in with one of these slogans. Just as like to add texture to the call. Kind of like a hype man. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about that? That sounds great. Thank you, Thomas. Of course. Um I hope one of some of those toddler slogans make it in. Definitely. Oh, yeah, they're in there. Because the person yeah. we talked to might already be familiar with that review. It might uh, ring true to them in, in mm-hmm. some It might ways. resonate. Yeah, thank you. No kizzy. Is this the first time you're calling rather than emailing a representative? You're right, Jason. This it is. is a historic moment. This, this is the first time we are making a live call to a representative. 
Okay, I'm going to pull up their number. Nice. Oh, it's on their Facebook page. Great profile picture, Thomas. Thank you. There's the number. Thank you for calling ConAgra Brands, makers of Snack Pack. Our offices are closed at this time. Please call back during our normal business hours, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Central Time, and one of our team members would be more than happy to assist you. Thanks again for calling Snack Pack. You can reach us anytime online at www.conagrabrands.com forward slash contact dash us. Dear Snack Pack, my name is Thomas Stern. I'm joined by my podcast co-host John Ramsey and our guest Jason. We're calling in the middle of a record of an episode because we have ideas that we think you need to implement immediately There's a revolution. after a thorough review of your business. There's a revolution in snacking. There's a revolution in snacking. The main point here is that Snack Pack needs to be the official U.S. currency. Epitome of yummy. Epitome of yummy. How is this going to happen? Well, James Gordon is going to run for president, and he's going to bring this into law first day. We're going to make sure that Gordon says yes, because we're going to let him be on our pod. You're welcome. Then the next thing you're asking is, if they're currency, how are you going to deal with the fact that they don't last for more than a month? Well, that's where the freezer belt comes in. Everyone wears freezer freezer belts now that keep them frozen and on your person. You can buy freezer belts through the Snack Pack app or Snack Pap, and you get to choose if you'd like to eat Snack Packs or if you'd like to sell them as currency there. Also, what if you want to thaw out a frozen Snack Pack and eat it off of your belt? Good thing that next to every electrical car charging station, there's an electrical Snack Pack microwaving station, and it's made of concrete, so you can't steal them and you can't break them. They're all about as thick as a old phone booth. We understand this is a lot to take in in this voicemail. And so we will also email you an audio file that will explain everything in greater detail. Thanks for listening to our ideas. Put in, put in all day, no kizzy. Put in all day, no kizzy. And then hang up. Okay. I hope they listen to that. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think I learned a lot, and hopefully uh, our message will be well-received. I agree. Is there anything you want to plug, Jason? I just wanted to plug um, fun. I think that you mentioned that earlier, and I think that's always a good thing to plug. Great band. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're you're plugging the band fun, right? Just so we all understand. Exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. That's who Thomas was mentioning before, too, right? Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at Great Samaritans Pod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your endgame.
Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.